In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. We know that our Lord loves us. We know our God loves us. We know he created us because he loves us. We know he took flesh because he loves us. We know he ascended to the cross and rose victorious because he loves us. So many gifts, so many things. So many wonderful graces and blessings we didn't work for. So what is asked of us? What do we need to do? Surely any worthwhile relationship is reciprocal. Now, we all know it doesn't have to be even. You look at friendships, relationships, any interactions. One may love more than the other. One may be more faithful than the other. One may be more active and diligent than the other. But there needs to be a reciprocal relationship. And that is all God wants of us. He wants us to be in the relationship. He wants us to be with him. He is far too loving and kind and generous and courteous than to force himself onto a relationship that is not desired. But how do we show that we want this relationship? What is for us to do? Today's Gospels speak of preparation. Are we ready? Are we ready for the feast? Are we ready to be with the bridegroom? Are we ready to enter into the joy? Are we ready for that relationship? Because as we have seen throughout the commemoration this week, and as we see as we commemorate the resurrection of our Lord, he has stopped at nothing. He has done everything. He has given everything. He has expounded everything. He has made himself of no reputation. He has been broken like a grain that we may grow. All he wants is for us to be ready. Ready to be recipients of his love. What is the good of the cross and the outstretched arms if we are not there to receive that blessing? Our Lord, even in his final words, addresses humankind and addresses God the Father. He entrusts St. Mary to St. John, St. John to St. Mary. He entrusts us all to the forgiving hand of God because we know not what we do. But what do we need to do to receive all of that? How is it that we are ready? There are wonderful metaphors in today's Gospels about the wedding feast and being dressed appropriately. But we know in the same breath that our Lord says that we should not worry about what we wear or what we eat or what we drink, for we should look at the grass of the fields and they are arrayed more than the vestments of kings. He wants the preparation of our hearts. And that's why we read today's Gospels. So that as we continue to journey towards the cross, step by step, day by day, 
we are prepared more and more. Our hearts are more and more ready. Our spirits are more and more ready. Our consciences are more and more ready. So that as we approach the cross, we can stand there in the place of our beloved Virgin Mother St. Mary, in the place of the great St. John, and say, Lord, we are here, cleansed, prepared, ready. We are ready for your wedding feast. We are ready for the bridegroom. We are ready to enter into your glory and your joy. And that is what we do this week. This week is not about sorrow and mourning. This week is about preparation. We have fasted for the whole of the Lenten period in preparation for the Feast of the Resurrection. We focus during this week on preparation for the Feast of the Resurrection. We do not stop at the cross because that is what one thief did. He stopped at the cross. For him, that was it. But the other one, the clever one, the faithful one, reached out and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that is what we must do this week. Be prepared to say, Lord, remember us. Now, that thief took a massive gamble. He didn't really know who he was talking to, but he felt He felt that this man, as he said to his colleague, this man has done nothing. And yet we know the truth. We know that this man was not really a man. He was God-man. He was the incarnate word. He was God in flesh. He was the Savior and the Messiah. We now know And so we go confidently to him and say, Lord, remember us when you come into your kingdom. Remember us because we have nowhere else to go. Lord, we are journeying this whole journey with you. We are walking in your footsteps. We are following you. There's a wonderful Jewish expression where disciples would follow their rabbi, their teacher. And if you really liked someone, you would say to them, may you be covered by the dust of your rabbi. What does that mean? You know they had dirt roads at the time. And when you walk, you create dust behind you. And so that prayer was, may you walk so closely behind your rabbi that you are covered by his dust because you consume all his wisdom, all his love, all his teaching. And so we say, Lord, we want to be those who are there behind you, consuming everything you give us, consuming every delicacy of that feast. That feast is not a table of food for this body. That feast is grace and blessing and love That feast is a gift that he can only give. That feast is nourishment of the spirit. Strength of the conscience. Joy as we enter into his kingdom. 
And what we need to do is to be ready, be prepared. Now, what does that mean? You can take a variety of metaphors. If you speak about the wedding feast, you need to be dressed appropriately. How was the prodigal son dressed? He came and he was shabby and he was smelly and he was defiled. But his father covered his iniquity and restored him to his sonship. So if we want to be clothed appropriately for this feast, we put back on the new man, the cloak of righteousness, the gift of holiness, shrouded by the love of our God and his blessing and his forgiveness. If we want to look at the ten virgins, we need to have oil in our lamps. How do we have those, that oil in our lamps? Be ready. Be ready, because you know what? We know we're going to slumber. We know we're going to sleep, because we're not perfect. If we plan on being perfect, we will fail. But if we know we are weak and broken and compromised, and yet, by the grace of God and his love, with the oil of his grace and his blessing, we can be replenished. We can be strengthened. We can be ready. Then fill not only the lamps with oil, but take extra vessels. Fill ourselves with grace, with the companionship we have, with the friendship we have, with the people we surround ourselves with. So that when we slumber and we sleep and then we wake up, those vessels around us can fill us. But if we are surrounded by vessels that are empty like us, then we're all doomed. Surround yourselves with full vessels. Surround yourselves with generous vessels and you yourself be a full and generous vessel for others. That is what this week is about. That is why we're here. That is what we are journeying towards. The grace and the beauty and the victory of the resurrection of our Lord. But that's just a means to an end. What is the end? The resurrection was not for its own sake, because God himself is infinite. The resurrection was that we may also be raised with him, cleansed, restored, reconciled, and that we may enter into his kingdom as well. So as we journey, let us lift up our hearts and give thanks for the feast. And give thanks for that which has been prepared for us. Give thanks for the heart of our God that continues to yearn for us and embrace us. And give thanks for the resurrection that has been a vessel and a means and a way that we too may live and may have life everlasting in him. And glory be to God forever.